Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, the midday show with Andy and Randy with you here. Tuesday afternoon, final hour for us. This hour brought to you by the Man Cave Store. Up your Man Cave game this season at themancavestore.com. We'll get to the big story of the day in just a couple of minutes. Of course, the uh, Falcons introduced Raheem Morris as their next head coach yesterday. If you missed either of the sit-down interviews that, that he did and Terry Fontenot did with Dukes and Bell, be sure to check those out either on the website, 92.9thegame.com, the Dukes and Bell page, or just subscribe to the Dukes and Bell podcast, and they'll be delivered right to your inbox every single day. Really good stuff. Like, the press conferences were good, too, but then they really got to yeah. dig into yeah. some of the nuts and bolts of it. So check those interviews out. Uh, we'll get to Brandon Adams coming up in 20 minutes as well. Get his thoughts on the, uh, the, the Big Ten and SEC joining forces. Now, the one thing they did not call it was an alliance. Because yes. remember the last what, time the Big it? Ten formed an what alliance? Yeah, what happened? <laughs> the Pac-12 got screwed, <laughs> man, so bad we, we ain't, and hey, so fast. We don't trust you like that, Pippin. Yeah, huh? man. We, hey, Big <laughs> Ten. Alliance. Hey, Big Ten. SEC the Big Ten. Hey, hey Pippin. All right, we know. We, <laughs> yeah, we there's know. no alliance. There ain't no alliance here, dog. No, we're just trying to work yeah, together yeah. to form something different. Yeah, yeah. Man, and remember when they did the alliance and they had their cute little press conference? Exactly. And somebody asked, like, is anything legally binding about this? Right. And the Pac-12 commissioner was like, we looked each other in the eye and we shook hands. And that's all the promise we need. Fast forward three years later, the conference doesn't exist. Yes. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, dog. You dumb yeah. blankety blank. Yeah, and that's what you are. <laughs> you dumb exactly, son of a blank. That's what you are. And so, yeah, I wouldn't. I uh, trust them. <laughs> oh, yeah. They wouldn't do it to me. Yeah, why would they? Yeah, why'd they do it to me? Screw me over for yeah, it. Why'd they do it to me? They're yeah. just going to take all our best teams yeah. and leave us for dead yep, in the that's desert. Exactly what happened. Or not in the desert, oh. in eastern Washington. And Corvallis, they Oregon. They went got him, too, yeah, dog. They, I mean, they, was, I mean, they like, really. The funny thing is, it was happening while that was happening. Like, while the handshake mm-hmm. and eye, eye contact mm-hmm. was happening, mm-hmm. the other arm was knifing him right in the spleen. He, no, he shanked. Hey, hey, there's there, right there, there. There's certain pressure points where you on, on the body, you shank them, they'll bleed out. That's what they did. Where are they? Like, on the side right there. Like, somewhere. I can, I'm just, where I'm pointing. Where I'm pointing yeah, I at, see it. Right there. You get them right like, there? Kind of like the, okay. Yeah, yeah bleed out. That so- soft side part yeah, right there? Yeah, bleed out. What about up here? 
Uh, the neck. Well, I'm sure there's like a jugular. Like, yeah, all that, man. You know, I've been, you know. You've been practicing? No, yeah, a little bit. But there's nothing funnier, and I'm telling you this right now, when a guy who who thinks they're like trained in skills and weapons and how they be showing folks how to do the knives and stuff, <laughs> but like a uh, – like on on uh, Step Brothers, how he was doing <laughs> like that. Yeah, I had a friend like that. He was like, "Yeah, this is how you got to cuff a knife like this up under your up under up under your wrist right there, so they can't see the blade, and you just swap it out like that." Now, note he took a nick out of his arm, right? Accidentally well, yeah. slit his a- wrist a- while he was he doing took, it. He took a nick out. He's like, "Oh, don't worry about that. It's just blood." <laughs> yeah, dummy. But yeah, uh, yeah I, we were just, just talking because uh, combat train. I was looking at uh, like Abe. Uh, oh yeah, because we know Abe. He watches YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, that he one of Raheem's. New coaches is Lance Schultz, and I like Lance, but I hated Lance before he became my teammate because Lance was a cheap shot and grab and hold when he played for the Titans. And so when I was in Miami and they saw they, they said that uh, we're signing Lance Schultz, I was like, oh yeah, payback. It's gonna be some. It's gonna be some fights. It's gonna be on. And get them locker room. It's the coolest cat in the world. <laughs> cool ad, cool ad, New York Jersey cat, man. But I was like, oh, he coming here? Cause I remember. You know, them, 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 them summers in, in Nashville fighting and everything, but one of the coolest cats, hell of a coach, smart, one of the smartest defensive players that I've ever been around. So, I mean, that's a hell of a – like, I mean, I don't know a lot about his staff, but I do know Lance personally. Yeah. And so, you look – I mean, that's always the key because we heard what Terry told the boys. is like, basically like, the coaches be here next week, I'm assuming, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then they're going to dive into this plan that they got. Yep. You take a look at the roster. What do we like? What do you want to improve? Who do you think? We were talking because the two, their two sack leaders are, are, are free agents. You got Bud Dupree, Calais. Yep. Who, who you want? If I can take one of the yes. two, I want Calais. Calais, okay. Yeah, and, and I personally, I think Calais, as the season went, yep. played better. Yeah. Like the final, and maybe like December, mm-hmm. really, like the final month of the year, he was fantastic. Do you extend AJ? I do. Okay. Yeah, I extend AJ. Uh, I have one more for you. Uh, upgrade, do you try to, where on the office line are you upgrading? Center. Okay. I had all these questions. Uh, oh God! Am I wrong oh, about that? No, I'm because not, uh, uh, it was it was conflicting no. conversation about the center play yeah, last year. It was all right. Like, yeah, I thought it was fine. It, was it wasn't nothing special. It, it was right. I, lo- I love the way that the rookie played at left guard. I guess you got to start thinking long term at left tackle with Jake, but yeah. still playing at a decent level and the right side's secure. Yeah, what do you do, Richie Grant? Um, I find a replacement. Okay. Yeah, that that's I know. Buda Baker was a name yeah. that we talked about if yeah. he was interested. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, I I love talking to Richie Grant at training camp. Yeah. I get very frustrated watching Richie Grant a lot of what, times during the season. What about Trey Anderson coming back? Yeah. Good. Landman? I mean, Landman, what is it? Is uh, He's unrestricted. He's no, a restricted free agent. It's, it's a different – some kind of – anyway, whatever. Yeah, they, 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 they can choose yeah. to, to, to match and all that stuff. Uh, I would bring them both. Okay. I, I mean, obviously, I mean, Anderson's cheap. He's a yeah. second-round draft pick in his third year, mm-hmm. right? So, And then Landman, I don't know what you're going to have to pay him to bring it's it back, but it's not going to be a lot. No. So, yeah, I'd bring them both back. Okay. And, I mean, hopefully Troy Anderson can live up to the the draft pick, but he hasn't yet. He hasn't really had a chance to. I mean, he didn't play a ton early in his rookie year, and then his second year he got hurt early. Landman played good, but he's also done play three downs. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, you'd, you'd like a guy that could do that. So, Bring them both to who plays better. Okay. You know? I was trying to get, get your GM on. Yeah. See, see where you stand. That's what I'm doing. How'd I do? I, I, I mean, we kind of agreed on everything. Oh, all right. Yeah, we agreed on everything. All right. Let's hear from, uh, let's hear from the man who is uh, the next head coach, the current head coach, the newest head coach of the Atlanta Falcons here to kick off the big story of the day. Brought to you by QC Kinetics. Non-surgical treatment for joint pain. <laughs> Bow! 
I spent a lot of time in Atlanta before I was even in Atlanta, right? I was a frequent Mount Sky visitor, right? That allowed me to be around Arthur and his whole family, his entire family, and be a part of those, that whole nature of what it looks like, right? And a big part of what we do here is listening, right? And when I was here, I had the ability to grow and learn and develop and switching both sides of the ball, like I just mentioned, right? At the same place, at the same time, doing whatever it takes to win football games. Being here in 2016 and reaching the pinnacle and just coming up short, right? That was a real critical moment for me, right? So only not only knowing the owner as the owner, but knowing him as a personal level. So I believe Mountain Sky is what he was talking about. Is, is Mountain Sky. Arthur Blank's ranch in Montana. Yeah, Mountain Sky. Okay. Yeah. So that, he was a frequent visitor to that. That's yeah. what he was saying when he was talking about that there. I mean, that's the, that's the new thing, man. Everybody got, everybody got cribs in Montana. You know, yeah. If you're like a, yeah. if you're a big time rich guy now, yeah. everybody, you yeah. got to have like a cattle ranch. Yeah, everybody got to have the ranches out so there. So you can man. go out there because, is it because of Yellowstone or is I, no, it pre I mean, Yellowstone? It's pre, because remember, um, Phil Jackson had a place up there. Okay. I mean, Arthur Blank's had a place longer yeah, than so, that. Yeah, everybody has places. Ted Turner has a place yeah. up there. Yeah, a lot of people, have, I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I guess it's a good write off. Sure. I mean, I don't see anything beautiful about Montana or fun about Montana, but I guess it's a write-off. Wow, I look mean, at your face. I, I get it not being your thing, but, like, beautiful. You don't what? think it's, like, the, the, the mountains, you don't think they're, they look nice? So you just go to Montana for the mountains? Well, and the things you do in them. What, walk them? Sure, yeah, hike. You can hike them. Ride um, a horse? Right, yeah, I mean, you know. Or ride in, like, a, you a can ATV? Just, or... You could just look at them. Are you... Could sleep in them, hmm. drive on them, ski on them. So, so you're saying that I'm what? I'm just at, I just, I just feel like you know, to each their own. Whatever, uh-huh. it's all good. Uh-huh. I just surprised, like, to not even say that they're nice looking. You know, what's well, not nice looking? Give yeah. Montana a shot, Randy. Like it's just pretty though. Like well, it's a, it's it's pretty. Looking. Again, teach his own. I'm saying, okay, okay, hey. Hey, they move up there for some reason. Maybe they like to look at the mountains. I don't know. <laughs> I, I wouldn't pay millions of dollars for a house to look at some damn mountains. Fair enough. You know what I mean? Fair enough. No, I understand your, your view I'd on go, visiting. I'd rather, I'd rather go to Charlotte than Montana. Oh, God. Come on, man. <laughs> like, do you really want to make it 15 years on this thing or what? Like, come on. Yeah. We can't. I'd rather go to, I'd rather go, I got it up time. Okay. <laughs> God. <laughs> Uh, well, I, mean, I know you don't mean that, so we'll uh, just we'll move uh, on past it. I, I think Andy, but God, just think about the his path. We're talking about Ra, his path to getting back to being the uh, the, the Falcons' head coach. The I'm sorry, the first um, non interim black head coach. Yeah, of the Atlanta Right, like he started out so early. You said it early. The early success that he had in his career, being able to be a head coach at 32 years old. Then having success, his first year there with Josh Freeman, you know, and then all of a sudden the wheels fall off, whatever, whatever. And then he has an opportunity, and I don't want to say because I don't, I don't, I don't think Ross ever been like to a place where you need to be humble because you think you know too much or something like that. But he was in a humbling position to have to learn right. from from others, and he was on this staff with all being a defensive coach on this staff with all these offensive guys that were eventually all going to be damn head coaches in the National Football Yeah, it is pretty crazy. Like, you know, the 16 staff here in Atlanta is crazy. But you go even further back than that, the one that he was on in Washington with all those guys. Like, it is – and he was asked about that. Dukes and Bell asked him about that. They're like, you guys look at each other and you think, like, someday we're all going to kind of be running the NFL. There's no way. There's no way. Even the most confident person in the world couldn't have seen that in everyone. Yeah, then, you know, he had come here 
here, like he said. I mean, he was had he had all these different roles here in Atlanta, and then you know gets opportunity to to you know take over for Dan, and then you know he leaves and he goes out to L.A. and it's just a different vibe. You know, it's L.A. Whatever you're playing under McVay and McVay is he's a football dude. I know we talk about his hair and the pretty boy and all that. This is a football junkie. He Sean McVay is a football junkie, and you learn from that guy, and you become his trusted right hand man. And then you coach a defense that wins a damn Super Bowl. And then you just have all this momentum behind you. And I think that was the biggest thing for Raw this time around. Not saying that he wouldn't have got a job uh, if Atlanta didn't give it to him. It was just seemed like there was no – and I'll put Ben Johnson in this. Was there a more momentum-based candidate than him? Like as far as like everybody around the league like wanting this guy to get a job? No. Th- there's no other – person that would have been hired here and would have gotten the universal approval yeah, from the NFL the right. way that, that he did. Now, look, I mean, there might have been more like short-term momentum for guys like Ben Johnson, right. Bobby Slowick, right. or whatever, just because that's what happens every year. Right. Like every year there's the hot candidate or two. Now, neither one of those guys took a head coaching mm-hmm. job, and there's there's a reason for that. Like, And I, I, don't, to, I don't personally believe it's just because they didn't want to. Right. Like, Guys don't just turn down head coaching jobs. They don't come around all that often. Um, I think there's more to it than that, specifically with Ben Johnson. Um, but, yeah, like, I don't know if Raheem Morris is going to succeed here. I hope he does, obviously. Obviously. But I, I know that he's not going to fail because of any sort of lack of attention to detail or any sort of, like, I don't know, what what's the word? that you might have when you're a young coach that just sort of has everything happen for you that quickly versus a guy who's sort of had the experience that he's had over the last 15 years, almost like uh, entitlement or yeah. anything like Pete that. Vinegar, man. Nothing, nothing, yeah. nothing like that is going to take place. Now, again, it also doesn't guarantee you're going to succeed. No, it does You not. got a great resume and everyone loves you and you say all the right things and that's awesome and I love it. But there's no, if, if there was a formula for obvious success, then every team would follow it. I, everything that they did with Raheem Morris to bring him back here and, and hire him and all that, it makes sense. Now they have to do the hard part. Yeah, uh, looks like answering w- questions with a charismatic like personality is not hard. Don't mean nothing. Winning football don't, don't games nothing. in the NFL it, is it hard. Don't, it don't mean nothing. It looks like I'm going to Montana, Andy. Open my big damn mouth. Wow. She said she'd rather go to Montana and Charlotte, and a lot of other people are on me about that. Well, you know what? Damn it. I went to one place before. I'll go to Montana. Okay. All right? Like, now, will I see some of me up there? <clears throat> uh, yeah. Lots. Lots. <laughs> so at least I know, I know if I go to Charlotte. I know if I go to Charlotte. Go, hey, I know if I go to Charlotte. If, I, if, if, I, if, I, if I'm on the side of the road, put a thumb out, somebody might stop. <laughs> Montana? Somebody might stop in Montana, That's too. That's what I'm but saying. But you might not want them exactly. to. Exactly. <laughs> but I'm going to Montana. Well, I'm sorry that blew up in your face yeah, like yeah, that. It really did. Sorry. That you know she said sorry. we're going somewhere. Sorry it worked out like you know that. Where we, you know where we're going, right? Uh, Yeah. yeah. You're going. Yeah, I'm going to Montana. I got some recommendations I'm <laughs> if you want. You know All what right. you can do up there? You can actually get on horseback. You can actually get on horseback and go herd, like, cows and stuff. <laughs> As like a tour type thing. Yeah, you can go do some like be a historic cowboy. work. Yeah. What about me? You've been knowing me all this time. I didn't say it. Ask what him. about you, Bo? You've been knowing me. You've been knowing me longer than Andy. Where you're going to Montana? What makes you think that anything that about me has ever said? Nothing. That nothing I'm get about on a damn me horse. screams cowboy either. But I would go to Montana and do that. Be a ranch person for a day. <laughs> that doesn't surprise me at all. That don't surprise me about yeah. you. Of course you. About would. Randy, you think Randy gonna ride a horse? For, around some cattle? I think you could ride a horse. Like, are we eating this cattle afterwards? 
Maybe. <laughs> I know you wrestle one. Probably know. beat him. <laughs> that would right. prove to be invaluable on that vacation. We'll get Brandon Adams in here next. We'll get his thoughts on the Big Ten and the SEC joining forces to save college football after this on Sports Radio 929 The Game. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. kind of song you're going to hear in Montana. <laughs> Every bar you go into. I'm sure they got like a blues bar. Probably. Yeah, probably. <laughs> this is kind of blues you're going to hear, yeah, though. I'm saying, I'm saying, I'm sure they got all kind of stuff for me to do in, to do in, in Montana. What does that mean? Like stuff for me to do. Like what? Like what? Um, like what do you want to do when you go to some place? You know me, I like to sit back, drink, talk, drink. They got plenty of bars. Fun, smoke cigars, yeah. you know. You can smoke cigars. You, know, get, you can do all that around a big old fire <laughs> outside. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. Like, wait, okay, all right, I know we got to get to BA. When's the best month to go to, to Montana? Summer. Okay, so this is what I'm saying. They got a regular summer, like not real hot. but like, It can be pretty hot. Depends on where you go. Okay. But, yeah, I mean, or, I mean, depends on what you're trying to do, right. obviously. But, like. What is there to do other than look at mountains and cattle ride? Go to them. <laughs> go to the mountains. That's go walk around them. no in-between? I mean, there's all kinds of outdoor stuff to do. You could uh, fly fish. You could uh, whitewater raft. You could, I mean, there are, like, there's, like, cities, quote, unquote. But, like, you know. Bars and stuff, too. What what, what kind of rafting? Whitewater. (laughs) (laughs) Or you could canoe if you want, like, a a calmer time. Yeah, just like you just said. Um, What what kind of rafting? Yeah, you could. I <laughs> don't have any black water up there <laughs> to raft in. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> you figure it out. Leave it to Donna. She's got you covered. <laughs> You'll have a good time. What up, B? All right, Brandon Adams joins us on Tuesdays. 
uh, host of the Dog Nation Daily podcast at Dog Nation Daily on Twitter. Brought to you by R.S. Andrews Air Conditioning, Heating, Plumbing, and Electrical. What's up, B.A.? What up, B.? My message to Randy would be this. <laughs> you don't have to be white to go white, white rat. I wasn't saying nothing. I just didn't hear him all the way. I didn't hear what kind of rat, I didn't hear what kind of word it was. Yeah. <laughs> I will tell you this, though. I had a friend that went out there for school. This is a true story. You don't want to go out there in the winter. He had to walk backwards to class because of how cold and windy and like <laughs> snowy it was that you couldn't like walk face first into the snow and wind because of how brutal it yeah. was. That is that does not sound like fun. Yeah, go in the summer. Go in the summer. Go to Whitefish. It's all white. <laughs> Why does everything have to be white? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a, I think it's the Blackfoot Indian Reservation that's right close to there. But anyway, I'm gonna come up with some stuff that doesn't have white in the title if I can help it. Uh, ABA, how are the Big Ten and the SEC going to save college football? Yeah, I don't know. Unfortunately, how interested they are in doing that. What it seems like is more true is is they came together to make sure they wrestled every dollar to the ground they could from these college football playoff negotiations that are going on because obviously the SEC, you know, kind of put out its official statement about, you know, hey, we're, you know, working with the Big Ten. It's sort of like this, you know, uh, evil alliance or uneasy alliance perhaps between what ought to be warring factions themselves. And you sort of wonder what that's about. And then you kind of find out, okay, well, next day, Ross Dellinger has a report at Yahoo that, you know, we don't have a long-term format for the college football playoff. And it sounds like the SEC and the Big Ten – are making it pretty clear of they're not necessarily guaranteed to cooperate <laughs> unless some of the lesser powers in this sport are willing to concede a lot. We saw some of that play out, I guess, this week with the uh, CFP you know, committee meeting that took place. But it sort of seems like this is more about getting all the dollars they're supposed to get than actually saving the sport overall. I don't like saying that or admitting wow. that, but it certainly seems like this is a little bit more about protecting their financial future, which you would sort of think, They've already got every dollar that exists, but apparently they see a few more on the ground they haven't quite scooped up yet. Like, what are they trying to scoop it up for? That's what I like. Like, when we were just having fun with it, but you know, the Big Ten, you know, they're, they're, I don't want to say they're, they're on the same level with the SEC for the most part. Would it be a kind of play where they're just trying to, like, see who's more dominant if you're the Big Ten? Like, okay, we can outshine the SEC in a situation like this? Well, certainly what the Big Ten strategy long term seems to be is. You know, they wouldn't say it this way, but I'm going to say it this way. They may not have the better quality of football, but they can be the bigger conference. You know, they're in the Pacific Northwest now. They've got Los Angeles now. They stretch all the way out to Piscataway, New Jersey, to the extent that that matters. And, you know, if they want to come into eventually, I'm talking about, you know, in a realignment future, if they want to come grab Florida State or they want to come grab Clemson if they ever became available um, because of the disillusion of the ACC, well, now – the Big Ten can really say, okay, we really are truly a national league. Our sort of, you know, day-to-day, week-to-week action may not be as good as the SEC, but we've got all four time zones or something close to that, you know, in our uh, in our sort of geographic footprint here. And so, therefore, maybe we could just hold our own playoff. We don't need anybody else for that because, you know, we've got, you know, basically the entire country sort of represented here. The SEC's idea is still sort of a regional conference. There, you know, Greg Sankey loves to say, SEC expansion is always contiguous. contiguous. He loves that word. Favorite word. You know, <laughs> loves states it. that touch other states, as if that matters at all. I don't, I don't even know why that's such a big deal to him. But he's always a, he's always very, very uh, happy about contiguous 
expansion, which seems to be the philosophy the SEC is trying to stick to here right now. <laughs> yeah, not the not the Big Ten, and they don't care about that at all. No, they um, move past that. What do you think is more likely that that this sort of um, coalition, whatever they want to call it, strong arms the uh, the playoff into getting exactly what they want, or they're like, all right, screw it, we'll just go make our own thing. I think there is certainly a possibility that eventually they go out and make their own thing. And, you know, I will tell you, as an SEC fan, I do worry a little bit that one day the Big Ten may want to make its own thing all by itself and not play the SEC at, at all anymore. We've seen that sometimes, you know, in sports, you know, where, you know, you, you, you can't get together. Like boxing's been sort of like that, where, mm-hmm. okay, this guy's promoted by this guy and this guy's promoted by this guy, and so therefore we can't get these two fighters in the same ring together. I sort of fear that in the college football future where Georgia can't play Ohio State because Ohio State's in the wrong TV network. I hope we don't get to that point, but I certainly fear that as a long-term possibility. In the near term, I think the SEC and the Big Ten are banding together to make sure that smaller entities don't try to uh, enforce sort of uh, extra power. For instance, this is tedious. I apologize. I'll make this quick. But, you know, the Washington State president is sort of representing what's left of the old Pac-12 now. And technically speaking, they currently are holding an automatic playoff bid, which we know they're not going to be able to keep. But it's everything's negotiation. They're trying to. They're trying. You you know, everything's negotiation. (laughs) And so they're trying to hold out for for as much negotiating leverage as they can get. And so some of this stuff, as tedious as it sounds, on the part of the SEC and the Big Ten together is sort of fighting against you know, SMU, who wants a full share moving to the ACC, Washington State, who wants some sort of seat at the table because of the abolishment of the uh, the, the Pac-12. That's what a lot of this is kind of about right now. B.A., what happened to the, 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 the anticipation and all the fun and the joy that people get tomorrow, the first Wednesday yeah. in February? I mean, I just realized tomorrow's signing day, B.A. I know. It's crazy. Georgia probably won't sign anyone. Obviously, most of their signing class already, you know, in class and going through workouts and things like that. And I'll tell you, I miss it. I actually, I, I seem to be the only one who feels this way. But if I had my way, we would have one signing day, and it would be in February. I don't like the December signing day because the month is already too crowded with college football as it is, and right. it's also Christmas for goodness' sake. You know, since I should be able to do a little bit of Christmas, I like February signing day. I sort of miss it. It seems like if we make any changes to the recruiting calendar, we're going to probably put it in August instead of, you know, you know something more like this just because of a number of different reasons, I guess. But, you know, not only am I a little bit nostalgic for the way that it used to be, but I sort of thought it was better. Um, you know, I, I don't think there's a ton of love right now for the early signing period, but I don't think we're ever going back to, you know, the February date being the sort of main time when this happens. But no doubt. I mean, I, I'll tell you, I almost forgot, uh, I guess, late last week, early this week, that it even was National Signing Day. It just sort of sneaks up on you because, like I said, Georgia won't sign anybody. I don't think. They may, they, you know, maybe last minute, but probably not. And almost nobody else will either. It's really just not certainly what it used to be. All of that happens in December. And most of these guys now are early enrollees. So they sign in December, and a couple of days later, they're going through bowl practices and essentially beginning their college careers. What do you think of Carson Beck's Lamborghini? Mm. You know what? I think it's kind of cool, right? I mean, yeah, I think this is kind of a fun thing for for Georgia, too. It's like, okay, in addition to Beck, obviously taking advantage of the NIL stuff, I mean, you know, Georgia is not typically kind of a quarterback-led team. Georgia's yeah. not typically – you know, Georgia, typically speaking, is more like the 49ers with a quarterback like Brock Purdy, although he's obviously having you know a great early start to his career. But 
a little bit more of a balanced type team. You know, for 2024, Georgia feels a little bit more like the Chiefs with a quarterback like Patrick Mahomes, who's sort of the face of the organization, and his job is to make everybody better. This is kind of an interesting sort of new look for Georgia where quarterback drives a Lamborghini, everybody knows who he is, short list of the Heisman favorites, could be, you know, not just a first-round pick, but a very high first-round pick. I'm glad for Beck, but it's kind of fun for Georgia fans, too, because this is a little bit more of a quarterback-centric team mm. than w- certainly we've seen Georgia have in the uh, Kirby Smart era. Entering the Broadway Joe era. Of, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, get, him a, a little bit. get him a fur coat. And, mm-hmm. Yeah, there we go. I like I, that. Time, timely reference, Andy. Yeah, no kidding. I don't know why that was the example that I used. Thank you, Brandon. Hey, B, appreciate you, man. Uh, good to be with you guys. Talk about the 70-year-old quarterback. That yes. was very good. Uh, was Brandon Adams joins us every single Tuesday, thanks to him. Did you see this boomer size thing? No. Yeah, talking about uh, his sources tell him that Bill Belichick turned down the Falcons job. Oh, wow. Interesting. Look at that. Very interesting. The- Plot thickens. Very interesting. We'll come back and get to an AMA to wrap things up. Any question, any topic, phone lines are open, 404-726-0929. Anything you want us to answer, ask us next. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. The AMA to wrap the show up every single day brought to you by Right From The Heart and rightfromtheheart.org. One phone line available if you want to jump on, 404-726-0929. We'll start with Mason in Lawrenceville. Hey, Mason. What's up, guys? Mason from Barnesville. You're good. Oh, uh, hi, Mason. Two questions. Your first one is, what song did you dance to with your wife at your wedding? And your second one is, not your favorite, but who's the first like caller that you you could think of? If somebody says, name one caller that calls in to your show you know, often, Who's that first guy that comes to mind, or lady? Okay. Uh, me and my wife, we danced to uh, Best of Me by um, Anthony Hamilton. That is uh, that is me and my baby's jam right nice. there. Uh, I mean, when I first started here, it was always male. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was always, it was always male. That's the, that's yeah. the caller yeah, that you yeah, think yeah, of. Yeah, it's always male. Is male, right? <laughs> yeah, yes. Uh, yeah. On this show, um, there's a few yeah, that, but it's that, flex, that call. Like, where's Chris from Lilburn? I don't Chris, know. I haven't heard from Lil Chris in a name, Then it was Bryson. Yeah, Bryson. Uh, um, Mason's one of our new guys. Larry in the truck. Larry in the truck calls. Was it, uh, Billy the soap guy used to call Billy. quite a bit. Billy doesn't call well, anymore. One of my favorite was was, was D. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, we danced to the song "Rivers and Roads" by the Head and the Heart. That's that's our song. Sweet. Uh, Brandon is in Gainesville. Hey, Brandon. Fellas, what's going on today? Hi, Brandon. Brandon. Yeah, you know, we're all competitive out here in the nine two nine game uh, universe. Um, what is that? Uh, family game night game that you can no longer play because it always leads to an argument or, you know, you know, getting close to fisticuffs and, and, and all that good stuff. All right, Brandon, thank you. Uh, I'll tell you, like, the, like my family, we grew up playing spades and all that stuff, and you would think it's going to be a fight. We wasn't nobody fighting. You know, you know my family, my mama be, you know, that's, that's how it would be. But I, I would think nowadays because, like, 
because we, we went out to the battery, got back home, and sat around. At, uh, and um, Samson got all, he got like there's like four different types of Uno games. Really? Yeah. And so he had this, this Uno's fun. This kiss of death, whatever, some kind of Uno game where they got draw twenty fours, draw eight, and all these. Every draw twenty four. There's so many damn draws, and so <laughs> that game's gonna last yeah, forever. And, and so yeah, that's what you get mad about because you're like, dude, you hit reverse one more damn time. Draw two, daddy. Draw, two. you know. And I was like, hey, dog. Like they play double stacks. Like, what the hell is a double stack? Wow. Like they got all these damn rules to Uno now. Uno, you didn't say Uno out. Like what the hell are you talking about? You saw I just dropped my card. Got to say Uno, though. dude. Got to say Uno. Yeah. So that yeah, the new rules with Uno. Okay. I can see bringing people to fight because I almost slapped my ten year old. Now we have not. We don't. I mean, obviously we get competitive. You want to win. The the only game that has sort of lost its its luster is uh, Settlers of Catan because the last time we played it and everyone played it, my, uh-huh. my father in law and he never does this, uh-huh. but he had so much bourbon uh-huh. that he like he forgot. Who like if it was his turn and then it was the person next to him's uh, turn, uh-huh. he thought it was his turn again. Uh-huh. It, so like it couldn't. It, it was hilarious. Uh-huh. Like he was so drunk, uh-huh. he was so confused. Like Jim doesn't do that. Right. Like he likes to drink, but he doesn't get like that. Uh-huh. It was. We'll never live up to the comedy of that night. So yeah. it kind of ruined the game for us because it was so. Funny. I can't play games with my wife without beat her, and she don't like to lose, and so uh-huh. she won't play no more. Like she won't play me a Scrabble no more. Yeah, yeah. Nothing. She's she's getting me into more games though, because I was like, I was kind of, I, like, I don't know, I don't really want to play that much. But we've been doing more game nights and more games lately. She play her family plays, um, and I guess my family plays um, uh, Rummy. Is that what it Jim is? Gin Rummy. Gin Rummy. Is mm-hmm. that what it is? Er, Shanghai Rummy. I think they call it. Mm-hmm. It's a different type. Mm-hmm. Pretty fun. Like. I had never really played it before. It's pretty fun. Uh, Skip is in Alaska. Really? Hey, what's happening down there, Randy? Hey, man, I said we're real good out here in Alaska, man. Good. How y'all doing? Are you, you really in Alaska? You really in Alaska? Yeah, man, I'm in Alaska, man. Hey, man, check this out. Question. Hold on. No, hold, hold on. Hold on. Why? Skip. Hold the hell on, Yeah, we Skip. got questions now. Right, hold the hell on, Skip. I'm in Alaska. I got my question right. What the hell are you doing in Alaska, Skip? Hey, man, if you're not, after AMA, I can't answer. Skip you up there. You're like, the lamb? You're the lamb? Like, like you, got a, you got a little Eskimo lady up there? Huh? Hey, I mean, you doing, Skip? Hey, man. Hey, hey, the, hey, the Yammobile, hey, I got my Yammobile pass, baby. Okay. Put Go some ahead. snow tires Go on ahead, it. Go ahead, Skip. <laughs> Skip up there in Alaska. <laughs> hey, hey, man, um, you know, it's dark out here. It's, 20, it's dark out here, all, 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 you know, all day long. Yeah. Question: Would you prefer to be in the dark uh, for six straight months or in the light for six straight months? <laughs> in the dark, you do a lot You can do anything in the day and the night. Yeah. Um, sounds about, depressing. It does. It does. Like, but I couldn't like all day daytime. That sounds hard too. All day daytime. Yeah, like I, you're no, you're north enough. I ain't like, that. I ain't that happy of a person for it to be daytime all the time. Yeah. Are you happy enough of a person for it to be nighttime all the time though? Like, are you are you gonna like? Because people go crazy. I don't, people go crazy if they're in a situation where they are like lock up. No, or like in solitary confinement. People like uh, like seasonal affective. Like people go, they can't handle it. Depressed. Well, you know, you of go stuff. outside and it might be dark, but stars might be gleaming and all that stuff. There's, I don't know, man. Six months of stars. That's tough. Six months of daylight. I would prefer six months of daylight. No. I go inside and put the blinds down. Okay, you know what if I mean. That's the case, fine. Yeah, if that's the case, fine. I can't go outside. I don't know the six six months of night it would drive me nuts. Uh, Jim is in Marietta. Hey, Jim. Hey guys. 
Uh, my question's around the taunting penalties. And one thing I don't understand, maybe you've discussed it, but maybe you can elaborate it on as well. When an offensive person stands over the defender and flexes, they get a flag. Right. But the defense catches interception. The entire team can run to the end zone <laughs> camera and do a choreographed dance. Yeah. So what am I missing? What am I missing uh, here uh, 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 in this rule? In this rule, I'm, it's a great question. I, I, okay, so well, like the offense, they can do choreographed dances too. They can on I, touchdowns. On touchdowns, I hate that crap that the defense does. I freaking hate that when they catch a damn interception, they do the little arm thing and they all run down. Everybody to the end run zone. to the end zone. I freaking. Well, and the crazy thing is they'll do it like on the 20 yes. and then run 80 yards yes. down to I the other end zone. It. Maybe because I'm an offensive player, too. It stinks. Yeah. But the offensive players, like the taunting thing, I hate that. I, I, I do. Yeah, I let do. them taunt. I do. I, I think guys should, I mean, within reason, like probably shouldn't drop your pants or whatever, do anything like graphic. But if you want to flex on a guy after you make a great catch. You can't, you can't embarrass an or, individual by looking at him or pointing at him. Or hit him with the, hit him with the boys. Oh, I agree 100%, but that's what the rule is. Though. When you direct it at somebody, that's when you get we got But I think you draws. should be able to direct it 100%. I agree. <laughs> Put on your big boy draws and stop acting like a Texas fan with the horns oh, down. Oh, I know. Not all Texas fans are like that. I'm talking about the ones that whine about the horns down. No kidding. God what a, almighty. Grow there's, up. There's nothing softer in sports right now than them like trying to make rules for other teams not to do horns down. Grow up. Yeah, but I'm with you, Jim. Let them taunt. I think it would be more fun. Uh, Blake is in Marietta. Hey, Blake. What's going on, guys? I uh, love the little mini segment you guys did earlier today regarding putting on your GM hat and talking about stuff the Falcons need to do. Thank you, Blake. I uh, got a question for you guys. Yeah, of course. Got a question for you guys regarding what the other two teams should do in town, being where they are in the calendar of sports. First one with the Braves. I know they're about to go to spring training. What do you guys think they need to do before spring training starts? I'm guessing it's getting that last, you know, fourth outfielder, that righty off the bench. And for the Hawks, you know, Trade deadlines in a couple days. Assuming DeJounte Murray stays here, the winning streak's been nice. I still think they need to sell, but I got to hear what your guys' GM thoughts would be. Well, Thank you, Blake. I, I think on the Braves, they have got – they need Smith Schauffer. Smith Schauffer. They need him to be one of the guys. They don't need him to start – Gornett, nothing like that. They need him to be in this rotation because if they think of highly – as both thinks of him. Yeah, because I don't think they're going to do anything. Like, I, think they've, <laughs> I don't either. I think they've done what they're going to do. I think and, the, I think the Kellenic trade – What's your guy out in Seattle from Seattle they got? Jared Kellenic. Yes, he's yeah. got to play well. Yeah, I think he's, he's kind of the big – offensive, defensive, whatever, like the bat that they're going to add. And then, I mean, they got Chris Sale, so they got to hope Chris Sale's really good. Um, Hawks, Hawks, I don't – I still think they should do whatever they were going to do. No offense, but four good games doesn't change two and a half years of not being good. I agree, but my If they need to do something big and they felt like they needed to do it last week, they should feel like they should do do it this week. Do something big like what? Trade for who? Trade for 2029 draft pick. That's going to make you better? No, it's not going to make you better better next week. But like, okay, like, but how much better are you about to get, though? You know what I mean? You're better. You're gonna be better than you are without him. Yeah, for like forty games, Amen. and then I guess then maybe you trade him after that. Here's what I think they should do. Like, I I don't think they should trade Dejounte for D'Angelo Russell and and do all that stuff that they were gonna do. Trade some of the back end pieces that teams will move for, like the low money veterans or whatever. Like just. Assets that you need to move to get something in return. We can't get rid of our mate. And, and get some – well, they might. Yeah. Like, I, I think like the most likely guy to get traded now is, is our mate. They can't get rid of our mate. I think they might have to because <laughs> he makes like $7 million a year and you could actually trade him. Um, he make that kind of bread. Patty Mills, yeah. 
Yeah, I mean it's not like you know. Way to go, way to go, Patty Mills. He's on a he's go, on Patty. an NBA roster. Way to go, Patty. Um, he plays occasionally, but yeah, go get some like uh, go get some some guys that can legitimately play perimeter defense. You're not going to get any huge names, but like there's some some guys out there on bad teams that you could trade for and just try to make yourself a little bit better. Like that's what you should do right now. Right. I think. I mean, there's not any blockbuster trade that's going to happen. Exactly. I think they should try to trade Capella, but the fact that Clint Capella is hurt is now. So convenient. It doesn't help that great, but I don't know. I saw what Okongwu and, uh, and Bruno did last night, and I thought it was pretty solid. Um, hey, this hour brought to you by the Man Cave Store. Up your Man Cave game this football season at themancavestore.com. Let's get takeaways of the day. Takeaways of the day. They're not being mean, Raheem. They just have the resting media face. Yeah. And uh, coyotes are crackheads of dogs. Yeah. Randy would rather go to Charlotte than Montana. <laughs> Said that on broadcast. <laughs> you don't have to be white to go whitewater rafting. This is true. But. This is true. The odds are. This is true. That you are. This is true. <laughs> <laughs> the odds are that you might be. All right, we'll see what Dukes and Bell have for you next. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.